Got my eyes straight ahead, got my head in the game With the red light on, I'm just waiting for the change Keep my head down low Hi, Jay Fallon, thanks for listening to The Slippery Slope uh, So listen, I'm going to start off today telling you a bit of a story Something that happened to me in the past uh, when I was in the police, Queensland Police Service uh, So I used to work far north region um, I won't go into detail about the, the towns and whatever, but uh, yeah, just to, anyway, so um, I worked in a, in a town up north and it had a uh, Indigenous community attached to it, uh, and this particular Indigenous community, so the whole, the whole tribe basically extended, um, it was quite a large area, so a couple of various, uh, a couple of times, I also did some relieving work in another uh, in the indigenous community further north, uh, just indigenous uh, community. That's all it was. Uh, it was a couple of hundred people. Beautiful, beautiful little place. Uh, lots of crocodiles. <laughs> lots of crocodiles. Uh, and like flipping massive crocodiles, like just huge. I thought I'd seen some big crocs and then you get up there and you're like, wow, okay. These things are oh massive, man. Um, anyway, so lots of crocodiles. Uh, the indigenous community, this little township, uh, was a dry town, so you weren't allowed to have alcohol in the town. Uh, and the police that were there, it was only a two man, a two man station. So basically, you were on call all the time. So I went up there a couple of times uh, to relieve. Um, and it was good because you got to do other different kinds of work, a lot of traveling. Obviously, it's very, very remote, very hard to get to. Uh, not even a lot of tourists went through there. At that time, it was a bit more uh, secluded because the the roads um, weren't as open as what they are now. Uh, great place to be, great place to work, being a dry community. There's a lot of issues there. There was a lot of issues, but being a dry community, it was fairly peaceful. Anyway, uh, I, I recall one night, um, you could hear there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of noise in town. I just remember waking up. Um, I had to sleep because uh, I was just relieving, so I had to actually sleep inside the station. I didn't have my own separate, but it was like another bedroom as a part of it. Um, so I slept in there, and you could hear uh, the main street. There was a lot of noise, a lot of things going on. We didn't receive any phone calls um, or anything like that. No calls of service, so it didn't take much notice of it. But you you realised that obviously something was going down. There was a lot of noise, and I kind of assumed, okay, someone's someone's bought some alcohol in something something like that has happened. Um, you know, we. Uh, so you realise someone's bought alcohol in something's going down anyway uh the next morning probably about uh or i want to say around five between five and six uh, we started having some technical issues with the station so the alarm starts going off um which was very unusual just the the general station alarm starts going off uh we turned it off uh yeah, we turned the sound off few minutes later, 10 minutes later, it went off again, turned it off a couple of minutes later, and then it kept getting, uh, the time frames kept getting shorter and shorter. 
uh, Nick minute, <laughs> the alarm goes off. Uh, and then it's just, it's just a constant. It'll, it'll go off. You turn it off. Uh, and then it'll just you know, a minute later, come back on 30 seconds later. And then I think, uh, I think after that just stayed on as a constant, we get a call from someone in Cairns saying that, uh, Hey, because they've been monitoring, obviously they monitor all the, the remote stations saying that, yeah, there's an issue with the station security with the, uh, with the electricity and uh, our station, our um, security systems kind of going offline, some kind of issue with it. And so this alarm is just, uh, it's failing. We can't, I believe we couldn't lock up the station. There was something there and they said, so you're not going to be able to leave the station. You're not going to be able to go out because you can't secure the station. Um, and until we can get someone out there, electrician, someone out to come out and do some work. Obviously we're in such a remote area that this person, whoever's going to come out and look after the station, fix it, uh, was going to have to travel from, I can't remember where they came from. Um, maybe Cooktown, something like that. I can't remember where they came from, but yeah, someone else had to come fix it, fix this alarm system, and you guys can't uh, can't leave. Uh, and sure enough, same time that this alarm's going off, our phones start ringing. So <laughs> answer the phones. What's happened? Um, obviously, and we knew it. We, we knew that uh, obviously there's been alcohol bought into town. Now, obviously, like I said, a two-policeman two town. So it wasn't, it's not advisable, you know, if you've got a couple of hundred people that have decided that this night they want to party um, and drink alcohol, you know, it's it's probably not the uh, most advisable thing to go up there in the dark and just say, well, let's start taking alcohol. You can't do anything, you know, you can't really do anything by force. Uh, you have to have the, the help of the community and if the community's decided to party for the night, well, kind of have to maybe go with it sometimes anyway everything seemed to be cool about five o'clock in the morning same time the alarm starts going off people start ringing something's going down so anyway answer the phone i remember they want police there well, there's there was messages coming through as well as people ringing need called everyone's fighting there's all these fights going on so eventually We've uh, worked out, well, no, I won't say eventually. So Can Station said, hey, can't leave the station um, because this is going down. You can't secure the station. We're getting all these calls for service. Apparently, the whole town is basically fighting, apparently. Um, and what are we going to do? So I said to the other officer, look, I'll, I'll go up and have a look. I know a lot of the people up there anyway uh, because the other town that I worked in, um, because it was the same, uh, the same group of people, the same tribe uh, basically lived in that whole area and I was just in another. Anyway, so uh, the same tribe. So a lot of these people knew me, knew who I was. So uh, I've jumped in the, jumped in the truck, driven, you know, just up, the block, a block away to the main street, uh, left the other officer at the station to keep it secured, um, get up the main street. And it was like the whole town, the whole township is out, is out on the street. Um, there's people on the street who look like, obviously, uh, they'd been fighting. Obviously they'd been fighting. There's a lot of, uh, there's a couple of 
bloodied faces, bodies getting around. You know, everyone's taking their shirt off. You know, all the usual, all the usual stuff. All the usual suspects were out there, sweaty bodies. Um, people screaming at me, you got to come and do something. you got to come and do something. Everyone's telling me who I've got to arrest, what I've got to do. And, you know, when, when you've got maybe a couple of hundred people standing around and you've got another 50 people screaming at you, telling you what to do, uh, things start to feel a little, a little uncomfortable. Anyway, so I'm, I'm sitting in the truck, not really wanting to get out because there's just so many people. A lot of people are intoxicated. There's been a lot of violence going on. Everything seemed to have been going all right until probably, you know, about the four or five o'clock in the morning mark, I suppose. Uh, anyway, so I get out, talk to some people, decide, okay, I'm going to have to, uh, this person's going to have to be under arrest. Uh, talk to that person things being what they are in some of these communities, you cannot just decide, uh, well, you, you can't just say people will, people will uh, go along. People will be far more uh, willing to go along if they see that there's justice for both sides. So people are fighting. There's always, there's always, you know, there's always two sides to every story and you you couldn't just go in and just say, well, this person here is getting arrested because you knew very well it takes two people to fight. And if there's been two groups, two people, you knew you were going to have to, just a, just a fact, you have to um, arrest or give out NTAs, uh, which is a, a notice to appear um, in court. You have to either, yeah, completely arrest two people or give out NTAs to two people, to two opposite sides just to keep things even just a sense of justice so anyway there was no giving out ntas because there's too much blood getting around so uh i've decided okay i've talked to one lad this one murray lad and i'm like okay i'm going up yep you're gonna have to be arrested jason what are you doing you know everyone's telling me well you got to do this you got to go up and talk to this other fella i end up getting out had a chat to him he's got his posse around me he's quite big his name happened to be jason too um it was not impressed with me uh basically we had a bit of a showdown uh when i say showdown just a bit of a, a standoff i suppose not showdown a bit of a standoff i'm standing there by myself he's surrounded by his little his little posse of boys i told him he's he's under arrest he didn't like that made things very clear this is this is what's going to happen um he had to get in the car so after a bit of talking and a bit of uh bit of a discussion um a bit of bluffing on my behalf because I'm by myself uh I got him to get into the car no violence no not too much of a fuss uh bit of bluffing let's get into the car okay put him in the back take him down to the station. We could still lock the cells, uh, come down there, come back, arrest the other fella who I'd first spoken to. Everything's happy. The town starts to quieten down because they see the police that they see police are still happening. Obviously we didn't tell them that, you know, um, didn't give them too much information about how the station was, uh, yeah, in a, in a state of disrepair at the moment. And, uh, anyway, but what I noticed, okay, this township, 
Very, very peaceful. Very peaceful little town. Beautiful little spot. Uh, everything's fine when you've got no alcohol in place. When everyone goes along with it and decides, yep, okay, we can all agree on this. Of course, you get a couple of people, a couple of ring-ins that decide they're, they're going to come and visit their their mates. And what do they do? They bring a heap of alcohol with them. And so everyone's like, oh, we're going to have a party. So other people go out and they've traveled and they've come back. And then everyone's just brought alcohol in with them. As soon as alcohol's brought in, it's all good, like I said, until about, because <laughs> these fellas could drink, man. Like, there is no way I could drink alcohol like some of these guys. It was just, yeah, you know, if you've drunk all, if you've drunk alcohol all night, just, you know, you know what it's like. Things go wrong eventually. No matter how much of a straight-laced person you are, things will eventually go go wrong if you just drunk alcohol for like 10 hours straight. So and you mix that with a couple of hundred people, things are definitely going to go wrong. So everyone started fighting. Everything was going all right. Every You know, there's no problems until alcohol is brought into the mix. So, look, I'm telling you all this because we've had, uh, obviously, these issues here in Australia, in the Northern Territory, in Alice Springs. Uh, I'm saying, so if you don't know, Alice Springs is uh, where they have, um, well, it's nearby where they have Uluru, the what was called Ayers Rock. Uh, so Northern Territory is uh, where the capital of Northern Territory is Darwin. I'm just saying all this in case people don't know um any overseas overseas listeners but i'll read through this article here and it'll explain a bit more but that was my experience everything is nice everything's fine then you bring in alcohol it all goes pear-shaped uh really quickly in uh in that instance about 12 hours later everything's gone pear-shaped so this headline here uh incredibly noticeable Alcohol bans have cut family violence and crime in Alice Springs, advocates say. Uh, this is from The Guardian, I think, yeah. Uh, so Alice, uh, alcohol restrictions in the Northern Territory um, are having a positive... Sorry, I'm going to try and share this thing so you can actually see what I'm doing. Uh, I'm saying, yeah, so having a positive... Impact advocates say as police statistics show a drop in family violence, call-outs, property offences and other antisocial behaviour. So earlier this year, Northern Territory government faced pressure over rising crime and antisocial behaviour in the uh, in Alice Springs after intervention era bans on alcohol in remote Aboriginal communities came to an end, making liquor legal in some communities for the first time in 15 years. So the reason why I was telling you these police stories it's because I saw the same thing. When you had, uh, obviously, in the other town I worked in, you had alcohol bans. When there's no alcohol in town, it was a ser just a serene, beautiful little place. You know, the, the, the scenery was absolutely stunning, stunning. Um, waterfall, just, yeah, the beaches. Um, if it wasn't for the huge, huge man-eating crocodiles, you'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to come live here. <laughs> except, except for the uh, except for the 500 kilo crocodile, that was yeah. Anyway, you'd think just absolutely beautiful. No alcohol. Everyone, everyone just like 
fabulous people. Add alcohol in, and that's what they're saying here. So they brought in this alcohol. They've had the end of these uh, bans in alcohol, and what do you know? We've got problems again. Had all these problems in Alice Springs. So Alice uh, alcohol bans were reintroduced in Central Australia in January, with further restrictions imposed in Feb. Uh, Aboriginal people living in remote communities and town camps in the uh, NT stands for Northern Territory are not able to buy takeaway alcohol. Although communities will be able to lift the bans if 60% of residents vote in favour of an alcohol management plan. And that was the same thing of this other little town that I went relieving in a couple of times. Um, <clears throat> they could have relieved, they could have uh, lifted the ban on alcohol, but they had to have a majority of the township that voted for the lifting of the bans. And to their, um, uh, you know, much to, for their benefit, uh, most of the town was behind having this ban on alcohol. They re they realised that there was a problem. They didn't want their young people uh, getting caught up in it, so they continued to uh, uh, to support these alcohol bans. The actual community themselves. It was a good thing. Um, nor and it always frustrated me when you'd have all these other people, all these other, you know, um, what, what do you call these? like I said before, these recent identifiers, we would be down in the city um, calling for, oh, you know, this is racist. We shouldn't have these bans, these alcohol bans. And you sit there going, yeah, the people in, in the community, the actual Murrays who live, actually live in the community, real Murrays, don't want, they wanted the alcohol bans. So you get all these city fellas, um, you know, trying to make the decisions, and they've got no idea, to be honest. Anyway, so Northern Territory Police Statistics collated by the uh, Central Australian Aboriginal Congress revealed 37% decrease in uh, DV assaults from Jan to April. All other assaults dropped 35%, while property offences were down 25% over the same period. Amazing. This is what alcohol does. It's not just Indigenous communities. Let's be realistic. Um, mate, I couldn't tell you how many fights and that you'd go to and you'd have to break up. Uh, and alcohol and other drug drug related uh, issues were abounding. They cause it causes so much more problems than it uh, than it helps. Uh, so the People's Alcohol Action Coalition, a community-based group aimed at raising awareness over alcohol-related harms and headed by the Alice Springs-based Dr. John Bofa, or Boffa, Bofa, Boffa, yeah, said the renewed restrictions were having a positive impact. Uh, Going to fur go further down, skip through a bit of this. Uh, he said the impact on uh, domestic and family violence call-outs was particularly stark uh, everyone deserves to be able to live safely. Um, obviously, DV is a major issue in all all around Australia, but especially in the Northern Territory and Alice Springs. Uh, listen, I yeah, I, I hate it when they say, oh, it's especially in this town. DV is a big problem all over Australia, not just especially those places. Uh, it's incredibly noticeable. The change is in front of everyone's faces. The town is a different place again, seeing a big improvement because alcohol restrictions, we uh, but we can't be complacent. Like I said, the reason why I'm telling you all this uh, or sharing those stories with you, alcohol, alcohol, there's nothing wrong. If the community agrees to it and the community has the right to uh, be able to overturn it 
and you've got a majority of the community, a majority that don't, uh, that want alcohol bans enforced, and they want that for the community, especially the the older ones in the community. All right, some some of these communities, I reckon, if you're like, uh, if you're if you're probably twenty five and under, forget about it. You you don't. I don't need to hear your voice because they they half the time they were the ones that wanted to be bringing alcohol in. But if all the elders are in agreement and don't want alcohol and they want to uh, see alcohol bans uh, enforced, I say go with it, go for it, support it. Alcohol brings so many issues in our, like I said, not just indigenous communities, so many issues. And look, I'm not anti-alcohol or anything. I love a glass of red wine and that, but, um, you know, if you don't know, if you know you have a problem and you don't know when to stop, you don't know when to, how to control your drinking, we've got to be able to look at these things and understand that different communities operate in different ways and maybe an alcohol ban is the best thing for these communities. And these people who who live in the city and want to talk about communities as if they know and as if they've been there when they've, they've never, never spent any actual time in a community, don't know, you know, they all, you see them, all these people that want to stand up in front of the camera, um, tell you that they're indigenous and, you know, they use the words, they use the phrases, are oh, our mob and we're yarning. And so everyone thinks, oh, they must be Aboriginal. They use mob in a sentence. Why? Well, no, who who else does that? Only a black fella, right? Um, <laughs> they wouldn't have a clue. The alcohol bans, I think, especially in these places, when the community agrees with it, when the elders in the community agree with it, I think it's I think it's excellent. I think it's good. I think uh, it needs to happen. <sighs> Tell me what you think. Not anti-alcohol at all. Not anti-alcohol at all, but um, I think it's a good thing. Let me know what you think. Uh, obviously, I think there's other, there's, it's not just alcohol, there's bigger issues here. To me, there's spiritual issues as well, but uh, I'm definitely not anti-alcohol bans in these communities. I think it is a good thing, but please let me know what you think. I'm Jay Fallon. Thanks for listening to The Slippery Slope. They just fuel the desire They will take me higher I'm on fire Because Nothing's gonna I'm